Welcome to the Banish Zone, everybody. I'm Bryn. Uh, I'm Chris. And, and this is a flesh and blood podcast. What's his name? Is he on the show too? Is this he, guy? Yeah. Is he our third mic? Well, no. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> well, he doesn't really talk. He's sort of the producer. Mm. Oh, he's the one on the ones and twos. Kinda. Yeah, this guy's this guy's really running the show behind mm-hmm. us. Um, the Drakai of sound, if you will. This is the first episode of the Banish Zone, uh, a podcast about flesh and blood, as mm-hmm. I said. Um, we don't have an intro. We don't have a reason for being here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna. The thing is, is that here. Let, let me tell you this. Yeah, We've we really want do- a spoiler card, and we think <laughs> if we put out a podcast <laughs> for long enough, James White will be forced to acknowledge us. And, I mean, uh, that's true. Yeah. He should come on the show. Yeah, James, James White, White it, come on the show. It's been long enough. You've been dodging us. We've been asking you questions outside your house. You won't answer. We want to know right. the answers to the questions, James. So we've been doing podcasts together for about five years, I think. 37 years. Yeah, I guess like five <laughs> years, give or take. We've been doing it for a long, long time. Yeah. It's sort of just like the way we kind of hang out and do stuff we're interested in. Uh, Flesh and Blood was something that we got into together. Um and it is sort of taken over our lives uh, in mm-hmm. the sense that it's like mostly what we talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought, hey, why not? Why not? We already have the channel. Mm-hmm. Why we're, not just have a podcast too? We're already boring each other by rambling on about <laughs> Oldham's matchups or Fi's win rate into Icelander or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Why not subject you poor people to the same experience? Right. So, so you know, that's what we are kind of here to do is subject you to our thoughts about a card game that we really love. And uh, just by way of starting the show and mm-hmm. introducing the show, um, like I said, we don't have like a niche, really. I guess we're, you know, 30-something <laughs> hipsters who, uh, who who maybe are a little different kinds of people than you're normally going to see in the flesh and blood world. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who you're going to see. But maybe we're all the same. Who yeah. gives a shit? We're just a couple of white people. Yeah. Um, but I thought I'd we'd run down how we got into the game mm-hmm. and what our history with card games is in general. So the in terms of the game, I've never been interested or involved in a trading card game in my life. Mm-hmm. Unless you count Hearthstone. You well, played Hearthstone, which is like <laughs> that, r- vaguely. To, yes, but to me, that was like a game I bought or you didn't have to buy. Right. I tried for a month. It was like, like a phone game you played for a little while. No one would be like, I got, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I got into tile games because I played threes sure. for six years or whatever. <laughs> yeah, or I guess it's like you didn't really get into JRPGs if you played, like, Pokemon Go or something. I mean, like, I played Final Fantasy VII and VIII when I was a kid, but sure, I wasn't, sure. like, into JRPGs. Um, So I was never into a card game. Mm-hmm. Um. Except for poker. I was going to say poker, but poker isn't a TCG, but it does in- <laughs> you incorporate know, like... You don't even have to have a deck. Yeah. You just... Uh, you show up. It's limited, you might say. The most limited type of card game it's possible. The, yeah. Uh, oh, but that do- that is a good point. I was a board game nerd to a certain extent. Like I sure. wasn't, I wasn't like as insane as a lot of people who have like stacks and stacks and shelves and shelves of board mm-hmm. games, but I had a couple. I've had a. Uh, I have Betrayal in House on Haunted Hill. Mm-hmm. I have Ascension, which is a deck building game. I have um, what is that game? Boss, uh, Boss Monster. It's like an NES themed game. Oh yeah, that one. It's looks like cool. a dungeon crawler. Like I like. I Sushi Go, your favorite draft Sushi game. Sushi Go. <laughs> Sushi Go is just a game about drafting. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. So I I I have played games my whole life. I've played video games. I've played 
um, I play board games. Mm -hmm. I, I like games. So it wasn't too much of a stretch for me. And you, you got into magic early and Pokemon early. Yeah. yeah well, I, I barely really played Pokemon. Cause I, when I was in, was four, in fourth grade, I think is when Pokemon, when I was like eight or nine or something is when the Pokemon craze kind of hit North America. Um, so I knew a lot of people who had Pokemon cards. I had some cards, but when I was 11, uh, a friend got me some magic decks for my birthday. And uh, so I got into magic then. That was when prophecy. So wait, did you play Pokemon ever? I, I played it a couple times. Uh, I never really like, I, I had She's some cards. played it a couple times. Yeah, I like built, I played with some friends who had decks, but I never really like built my own. I got into magic soon after Pokemon came out and magic just seemed cooler and more interesting. Okay. Um. So yeah, at the time prophecy was the current set and I played it from 11 till like 16, 17. In high school, I just kind of like got interested in other stuff. My friends who played Magic didn't play it as much anymore. I just kind of fell off of it for a while around um, the original Kamigawa. And so that was because you you didn't want to be such a huge nerd. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to be... <laughs> you wanted to get women. I, do, I would not word it that way. You can feel free <laughs> to put it that way. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just kind of lost interest in it. I wasn't... Uh, I, I never really played Magic super competitively. I went to like Friday Night Magic stuff and I went to drafts and events sometimes when i was in middle school one of the teachers was like really into magic it's funny to look back on because he seemed old when i was a kid but he probably was like 20, 28 28 yeah. or something <laughs> just like your your standard tcg nerd uh sure. so he did like after school once a week where you could stay and like play magic um so i did that and then he would host like a draft once a month or so nice so it was just like a bunch of other kids so it's like i i did pretty well at drafts sometimes with other middle schoolers i never really like gotten nearly as competitive as we've gotten in flesh and blood in magic but oh, i played okay. that a lot but and, but uh, did you make decks yeah i built decks and like i mean they weren't exactly like meta like i didn't there were times when i like would look up what the meta was or like sort of vaguely know but like it was a little harder because i still had dial-up internet at the time and mm -hmm. like there just wasn't nearly as <laughs> sure. much content the way there is now where you could just like go on discord go on youtube like hear about it so i like vaguely knew understood the concept of like the magic metagame and also even at the time people played with older expensive cards like i knew black lotus and stuff like that were really expensive and right coveted and stuff sure um but yeah i like built decks i played with friends i played at stores sometimes and got my ass kicked it was a very fun game <laughs> did you win did you ever win it what's an armory in, in magic is there an armory uh friday night magic was kind of equivalent um like i went i would i've been I got like second place at drafts at stores sometimes. That's pretty good. I like did I did pretty well at, at times. There were times when I was pretty good at magic. I All got right. a draft. Yeah. So then you didn't play from like high school on. Yeah, I kind of just like fell off of. I mean, I like would play with my little brother when I was back home. Sometimes like we just had the cards around, so I would like play, and uh, I like vaguely followed it over over the years. Um, a few a few years ago, a mutual friend of ours was like kind of looking for more people oh, to play oh. magic with and uh yeah he was like into like doing altars and stuff mm -hmm. he played commander i think and he right there he, was there was like a moment when i remember commander happening yeah and yeah, like yeah. We knew i started people who i started to hear rumblings again about magic in the late uh in like the the mid 2010s yeah something like, like 2018 tw or 20, 19 or something yeah, yeah. Well, no Maybe before earlier? that like okay, 14 okay. 15 yeah um and uh i remember i had like joanna's friends Oh, we're yeah. like, do you want to play magic with us? And I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, it seemed uh, really complicated. And like, I was like, I, I was really put off by how much the cards cost. Sure. Like, yeah, and yeah. how much the decks cost. I was also much poorer back then. Mm -hmm. Like I've, I grew up very poor. I didn't have 
I did collect basketball cards when I was young, mm -hmm. but like my dad would let me buy a pack like once a week. Sure. I'd buy like one pack. Yeah, yeah. And I'd have like, you know, I'd get a Shaq rookie card or whatever. And it was yeah, like, wow, yeah. crazy. But I wasn't buying boxes of, oh, you know, booster boxes. Yeah. When I was playing Magic, I was There's like. There's no boosters. I was barely. <laughs> That's how it works. I think I did buy singles sometimes. Like it was a sort of, I think it was when I first found out what PayPal was. Like I remember asking my dad like, <laughs> hey, can I get from this website? Do you have to use PayPal? And he was like, well, I don't know if I trust it. And then later someone he worked with was like, oh, PayPal is normal. And he was like, oh, okay, we can use PayPal <laughs> then. But I never really bought super expensive cards or anything. Like I think that's part of the reason I didn't like get deep into the meta is because like it was always changing and it meant you had to like buy the expensive cards from the yeah. new set and like... I wasn't drawn that much into the competitive scene. And pay PayPal, the first time I ever used PayPal was to buy a, the f to use eBay for the first time, mm, which okay. was to buy the very first Farside collection. <laughs> oh, wow. Someone had <laughs> uh, that for sale? Someone had that for That's sale cool. for, I believe, 50 cents. Oh, they didn't want it because it was just like a it was just garage the, sale it was type like thing. The, you know, the very first one where he's like taking a picture of a bison or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah. love the far side. And I was like, Mom, I have 50 cents. <laughs> and I was like, just let me get PayPal. Let me put it in the computer. <laughs> yeah, to figure out what PayPal was. Slot, I think yeah. it was like eight years old. Mm -hmm. um, I'm old, folks. Mm. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm normal age. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. So, you didn't weren't into card games. I wasn't into card games. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I was like vaguely. I mean, my friend was like, you want to try to learn how to play current magic and commander and like oh yeah and you were sort of like sure i mean but even like knowing but you didn't <laughs> well the thing was that like even knowing having years of experience in magic it's like they had kept putting out sets every year since i hadn't been playing right so there was decades worth practically of stuff of like keywords and so a lot of the cards i was like i don't really understand what this means i didn't i barely got what like the commander was it's pretty simple i think but like mm -hmm. i was like how does a commander work like where do you play it from <laughs> what are the numbers going up and down mean so it felt like they'd been adding so much stuff to magic that like getting into it was as hard as getting into a newer game sure i don't know honestly flesh and blood i think was easier to get into than current magic might would have been for me just because there's so much new stuff to pick up on all right so but then you got into slay the spire yeah i and was, that was uh, sort of your re into like i'm into card games again mm -hmm. yeah uh i mean i was already playing it before pandemic but i think i put in like many of the hundred hundreds of hours i've played it yeah you almost said 100 and i was like no <laughs> many <laughs> of the thousands hundreds. yeah it, i don't know if it's a thousand it is yeah but it's probably it's pretty close no yeah. it is for sure i mean yeah. i know i know that because i know how much a thousand hours is mm -hmm. in terms of like games i've played on the computer sure like borderlands 2 yeah yeah um and you've played more. You're probably close on Dark Souls, right? I bet you have like 600 hours on Dark Souls 1 probably, on the Switch. Yeah. I have a lot on that one too, but yeah. That um, is, but that's a that's a sort of easy one to just like watch a movie, mm -hmm. watch a TV show at the end of the night and log six hours. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> um, but yeah, a couple of years ago, well, I, okay, I, got really into, into, I got really into Slay the Spire and uh, sorry, what were we going to say about Dark Souls? Oh no, that's important for me is that like mm -hmm. Dark Souls, I'm not, I'm not into fantasy. This is not doing nothing for me. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I didn't grow up into like Lord of the Rings or, mm -hmm. or fantasy. Like I was a sci-fi nerd. Mm -hmm. um, I've always been in, you know. Too bad you didn't find Netrunner. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. But like. I would have been sad too to have to like watch a game. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not Bye. like me growing up. I was an art nerd. Mm -hmm. Like I was an artsy weirdo kid who like, yeah. I liked 
reading and i liked i like reading non-fiction i like reading sure, yeah. like philosophy and and, and science <laughs> the philosophy and trading card game <laughs> no you're playing a descartes huh well i, I counter with hegel <laughs> well <laughs> let me tell you i got a guitari coming for yeah. you you've reactivated yeah. my guitari card <laughs> <laughs> and now i fuse it with deluse <laughs> what are you gonna do to special summon a thousand Yugi plateaus boy. <laughs> <laughs> um so i i yeah. um I wasn't really interested in systems that didn't feel like about the expansive, like existential, mm -hmm. you know, real that I thought about. I, you know, I liked video games, but it was sort of just a little hobby, you know, mm -hmm. it seemed like a lot to get into a card game. But then I feel like Dark Souls kind of changed my brain around about like how mm -hmm. stories can be told and mm -hmm. how experiences in games can resonate with you yeah like, like what can be immersive about a game or what like draws you into like role-playing in a way sure well that's that's another thing is i've always been pretty against role-playing not mm -hmm. not against not not morally or conceptually but yeah. like not something i'm really interested in. i i grew up acting mm -hmm. um so if i can't like fully act yeah and, like become a character i didn't really get what it meant to be like and then my guy is a strong guy. Like mm -hmm. I didn't, I really didn't understand how to grapple with that mm -hmm. or engage with it in any sort of like fun way. Um, so I was probably really annoying to play D and D with, honestly. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you're the you're the person who was like, but what was my guy doing before he went on this adventure? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Seriously. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, it's okay. It just it makes me think of on on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, Richard Lewis said he sometimes would ask Larry like, not even like anything super deep. <laughs> Like, what's my character's like motivation or anything? But he asked Larry, like, "What was I doing before the scene?" And Larry was like, "Who cares? What are, what are you talking <laughs> what about? What does it have anything to do with?" It? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've had, I kind of this has been an area of nerd culture because I like comics, I like weird movies, you know. But I've just mm -hmm. like, this is an area of nerd culture that I've like literally been unable to grapple with the whole fantasy realm, like until until dark souls which i started playing in 2021 mm -hmm. um or 2020 i don't remember mm. um late 2020 i feel like yeah anyway the point is is that i started i played i got really deep into that game and it, i think it like a lot of people kind of rewrote their assumptions about what games are mm -hmm. um it changed everyone's understanding of how mechanics should work and how they should make you feel mm -hmm. um it's a revolutionary thing um and so I was bored in the pandemic, as mm -hmm. most of us were, and I was watching a uh, a TikTok called Kraken Hits, <laughs> which which was a guy um, opening Pokemon cards. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't play Pokemon. I've never played Pokemon. Mm, they look cool though. The, they keep updating. They keep making them look cooler. It was just say. the sort of gambling, like gotcha, sort of mm -hmm. like. What's he going to get? Right. Because sometimes he was like, oh, my God, it's crazy. And then, like, I feel like when I was watching that with you, I was sort of because when I played Magic, the hits, the the cards were common, uncommon and rare. And right. You could get shinies. And it's like some rares were worth more money because they were more meta, like they were better. Okay. And so they could be worth like 40, 50 bucks or something or even more if they're old. Right. Like but, the Jumpstart deck I got. Mm -hmm, yeah. But there were not 
uh, majestics, or I think they call them mythics in Magic. They call them mythic rares. And there's not, there weren't legendaries and stuff. And it seems like Pokemon and other TCGs have like added those. Pokemon since. has a ton of shit. They're yeah. like V Max, borderless, shiny, yeah, you yeah. know, All this arts. is trainer card, special, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, they have tons of fun hits. And so I was, so basically I was watching it and I wasn't learning. <laughs> like, I wasn't learning what the cards that they, were expecting it was just fun to watch them get excited yeah, yeah. and they'd have like they, they'd like show pictures of the kids who were like watching with their dads <laughs> oh and okay being like like ooh, are we gonna get something good yeah. oh of course it's the big pikachu or whatever that was interesting because you were you like showed me that channel and watch it for a little bit and at some point you were like he's not opening his own cards and i was like oh what do you mean and you were like he's opening cards for people and then they get mailed them and I like hadn't heard of that concept heard before. That. So that's that's my introductory. They're like unboxing someone's cards for them so they can be part of a channel or something. Yeah. And yeah. I thought, I wish there was a card game that was cool that mm -hmm. I could like to watch videos like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I went on tcgplayer.com. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess I literally just Googled best. I had to find out what they were called. Right, yeah. I, best TCG. You, you said you asked me something about magic, right? You were like, should I get into magic or like is magic fun? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was like, well, what, should I get into magic? And you were like, I don't know. You were real kind of down on it. You mm -hmm. Like not just how you are. You're sort of just like very calculating. Like, yeah. well, here's the pros and here's the cons. And I was like, yeah, mm, cons sound pretty bad. Yeah, I don't exactly remember like why I was. I think, it, I mean, not that I've really been like following it super closely or anything, but I just got the vibe that like magic had been phoning it in for a while maybe not phoning it in like i don't want to throw any shade on the uh the developers or artists or designers like i'm sure a ton of smart people work really hard on it but it just sort oh, of felt of course. like no no shade like, to anybody who plays magic like either every single year they keep having to come up with new mechanics it's like at what point do they have a really great idea for a new mechanic versus are they like well time to make the sausage like what do we want <laughs> yeah, for this yeah year? what's yeah. something that will be cool and yeah i don't know it just like and magic also sort of um it's uh it sort of seemed like this rickety like Jenga tower in a way where it's 30 years of mechanics, some of which were, I mean, it's literally the first TCG. So there's all this stuff that they just made up and kind of like have to stick with or it's like modify. a Cal It's like Kowloon walled city of game design yeah. where it's just like trying to, trying to take stuff and like make it not kill people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, so it, it just didn't feel like so, so anyway, I Googled best TCG. Mm -hmm. I found tcgplayer.com. And they had a list of their best-selling ones. Mm, yeah, yeah. And it was like, I think it was Pokemon, mm -hmm. Magic, maybe Digimon at the time. Mm. I would have guessed um, Yu-Gi-Oh would be like third best-selling. I think Yu-Gi-Oh was there. Probably up there. In the top five, there was Flesh and Blood. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what that was. And I looked at the art and I was like, okay, this is cool because mm -hmm. it looked adult. It looked not for kids um and it looked professional and nice yeah um i especially liked chain and viscerai oh yeah yeah um because you know i'm spooky like that mm -hmm. and uh you didn't even know they were super broken and OP. <laughs> yeah and they play. would be then and the room blades would be my first hero yeah um and then i just i watched a think the professor's i don't know if we actually watched the professor's video because i was watching it last week just to like see and i was like i don't really remember this <laughs> i think we did because i remember watching like uh i think we watched the one on the website first like the one that's yes. like showing you how the that rules work with the ira deck and i think we watched the professor and we watched some uh louis kitchen table tcg when he still made videos about flesh and blood before he quit he was one of the first ones we watched 
I think kitchen his table. Yeah. yeah, I think you were going on. What I actually remember you doing is you you found it and you showed me some art and stuff and you were like, look, there's armor that you equip, so it's like Dark Souls, and that was like one of the mechanical yeah, yeah. things that seemed really cool. Where the it's idea like, that you could yeah. open a pack and then get a new weapon mm-hmm. that you didn't have before and then play the same hero with a new weapon was like. Oh, it's like Dark Souls. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, the fact that there's like reaction steps, there's mm-hmm. dodging, there's blocking. Yeah. There's just the way you're equipping and a having certain a, sense. A there's build kind and stuff. of parrying. Yeah. Like, not really, but like, there kind of is. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the mechanics felt like people describe it as a fighting game, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and so, to me, the best fighting game is Dark Souls PvP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the most like flavorful and intense. Um, yeah, and people love it. I mean, yeah. Elden Ring too. And so, so and what I remember you doing is you like got hooked kind of by that and then you were like, all right, I'm going to do some, you were like doing some research on Reddit to find like a bunch of stuff. You you kind of were like, well, I, if I'm going to get into it, I want to make sure I get the right like sleeves and boxes and like accoutrement and stuff. And uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. and I think you, you were also looking up like somebody on Reddit was like. Well, the first thing we did was buy, we went to Action City mm-hmm. in Greenpoint mm-hmm. and we bought blitz decks yeah because i think we someone on on reddit was like kitchen table tcg has a good intro video he describes all the blitz decks mm-hmm. i also remember you looking at reddit and you were like everyone's talking about the professor they're like <laughs> the professor said this is a good box yeah or something and then you were like we looked it up and we're like i guess it's tolarian community college just so you know this is january 2020 2022 yeah it was this year this is this year yeah, yeah. Or, or december 2021 yeah i don't quite remember it was sometime around the winter it was like, right it was like a couple of months before everfest came out yeah we got into it before everfest when i Aria remember like right when i was looking into it briar was uh eroded yeah one of the early videos i remember watching is like dm armada and red zone rogue both did videos about the fact that they had to errata briar and yep. i was like oh yeah i remember this kind of stuff in magic like stuff is too strong they got to nerf it or whatever mm-hmm. um they're lucky I mean, it's good they haven't had to do that since then like change what a hero says yeah that's a pretty tough one yeah and they've apologized because james white said it was because they weren't able to like test aria in person that much yeah and they were mostly testing for draft and not really testing for constructed as much it was like the fact that they were working (laughs) during covid and having to like test remotely and just like it impacts a lot of different stuff i'm sure totally um but yeah so that's how we got into it Mm -hmm. i mean after that we kind of dove in head first yeah like you said we went to action city and eric gave us i think at least one ira deck and we bought some decks we never actually played with the ira deck i think we bought a chain a prism an oldham a briar and a bolton did we get five decks no i think i bought all the aria ones after okay i don't actually no we do have chain we have the chain promo card yeah we do it was was chain briar prism and i think oldham okay because i remember the early game like we played because i remember we watched kitchen table and he was like he sort of rated the decks and described like what you what you do in each one in a very beginner friendly way and for prism he was like i wouldn't recommend this for new players it's kind of (laughs) complicated And you were like, I don't care. I want to play Prism. And you tried it. And we were both like, what is this deck supposed to do? Because <laughs> well, feeling... it doesn't come with Luminaris. Right. So it's bullshit. <laughs> you would just be kind of like, um, I'll make a Spectral Shield and then I'll attack with this thing. And it didn't help that I was playing Oldham against you. So I was like, oh, I block with that and it stops the Phantasm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it would always be like, you'd have one Spectral Shield, which would break when I attacked you. Yeah. And I, I remember afterwards being like, I feel like you're supposed to make more of these somehow, but I don't see how like yeah it didn't it's not quite, a rune chant thing it didn't we quite make didn't sense the cards. yeah but then briar i feel like both of us were like hmm this hero seems this is pretty good uh, e- even in 
even in blitz deck form you're kind of like hmm, this seems powerful yeah. perhaps too powerful that was I when i played briar that i was like i'm in yeah i'm yeah. fully in briar this is game. cool this shit is awesome um and then briar was the first hero i liked and then i built Bra- bravo and then i built oh yeah your first interest was was bravo yeah i just thought it'd be fun mm-hmm. um to play a big hulkin guy mm-hmm. and then i um yeah so we started going to like our local armory at uh action city and back then it was like a little smaller of a scene than it is now in new york i mean it was definitely like pretty pretty thriving but uh i feel like when we when we were going back then it was like between eight to ten people there was like a core of regulars were showing up every week and uh we just started playing with our blitz decks at some point it got the bolton blitz deck right yeah. i remember playing bolton at early armories <laughs> brave <laughs> poor bolton yeah and then you got hooked on lexi <laughs> yeah yeah like lexi was the first deck that i uh got the urge to build because i was just kind of like researching and trying to pick which hero like spoke to me i sort of Mm -hmm. do that with games sometimes where it's like takes me a while to decide which thing i want to play or i like overthink it (laughs) a long time yeah yeah. like i was to the to the point that i was afraid you weren't interested in the Mm -hmm. game because you took so long i was like what are you gonna play with me yeah yeah. and you were like i don't know what to play i don't know what to play (laughs) um yeah but i think i somehow i i ended up reading Yuki's article about her like death dealer nationals deck from 2021 and right. I was like ooh that sounds really weird and it sort of was like comboy the way you're like using death dealer to gain action points and draw cards I don't know how well I like understood that interaction because I barely understood the rules of the game it feels like at that point mm-hmm. but enough that I was like ooh Lexi seems like an interesting weird fun hero I think we'd opened a Voltaire also so we like already had that mm-hmm. and we had some Aria because you opened like a box of Aria at some point Right, so, and yeah. pretty immediately I started this channel because I wanted to open boxes. <laughs> oh, because, yeah. Because they're really, I mean, they're, I feel like there's a lot more now, especially DM Armada has really started doing a lot of fun box battles and stuff, and that's great. But when I first started, I was like, there's really not much opening content. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was... Uh, like, right... right there's, there's Rudy, Alpha Investments, open boxes. But, like once a month maybe yeah, yeah. he was opening like boxes for people like he was not doing fluke is doing a crazy job F- now Fluke is a fiend for boxes <laughs> yeah um but it's funny because i liked that i liked that kraken hits would like say every card mm-hmm. like he was there was no banter he was mm. just like yeah, yeah all right everybody cunts it's uh it's diglet it's you know just all, he would say all the commons and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah um and then he was just like and this and it's for kids you know so yeah, yeah. i get a little more now and i don't mind but like it still does kind of bum me out and i do it too even on my own streams <laughs> where i'm opening boxes i like skip the commons yeah, or i'll yeah. skip the rares because nobody, ca- yourself, nobody yeah. cares and it takes it would take so long <laughs> mm-hmm. i feel like people care when the set is new like when you first open dynasty yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to want to look at the commons you might not even know every common in the set yet when you're opening it probably for sure so that's cool um but that's that that's uh i, I like that dm armada has been doing a lot more box battles i'd love to watch those oh, the box battles are very fun i like um, those yeah but for me I like the way Professor does it too, mm. where he just like plays music and then just like, but he doesn't really do that for Flesh and Blood that much. So right. I wanted this channel to be that. Um, I ran into a lot of logistical problems, which is I don't have any money. <laughs> like I don't have the money to buy weekly a box, a hundred dollar box mm-hmm. of, of Flesh and Blood. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know if Fluke does it. He must uh, be a bank robber in his spare time. <laughs> well, he also buys four people sometimes. Sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got some sort of other income that uh, is cool and that's mm-hmm. great you know yeah. um i hoped that people would want to 
buy boxes from me. I will, but I don't know how to set up that infrastructure very well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so hopefully, just by getting to know me, getting <laughs> having a little bit of a of a community around the show, maybe mm-hmm. people want to like open boxes with us. But yeah, I was gonna say based on how the internet works and like getting people's attention, I feel like just having a podcast. And then doing it every week and then also opening boxes. Yeah, we're telling you how the like, sausage is made. Yeah, here. yeah. This is how you become parasocially addicted and you need <laughs> yeah, to buy a box. Yeah, desire me to open your cards for some <laughs> reason. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I just like opening. For me, it's like, it's totally fine that the channel is is everyone. when I Whenever I have a box, I mm-hmm. can open it. And that's fine. Do a little stream. So yeah. I'll just like, keep those in between the podcast episodes. Yeah. This show, by the way, will be once a week. Like a normal podcast. Really? Wow. Um, we find enough flesh and blood to talk about <laughs> once a week. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? We 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 are we are staying at a I don't want I don't know if I want to blow up this place's spot or anything, but we're staying at a pretty pretty unique bed and breakfast as Medieval you can tell. themed B and B. Yeah, so it is a castle themed upstate New York uh Airbnb. This will be a one time only uh, yeah, this isn't actually. Oh, yeah. If you're listening to the the uh, audio only version of this, um, available anywhere there are podcasts. Absolutely anywhere. Look um, for a USB <laughs> under a trash can in the Penn Station. It'll be there probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just log in at an ATM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> download the file. Yeah. Email us your social security number and your PIN code for your and uh, three digit CVV code for your credit card. Yep. And uh, and you'll we'll, get it. We'll mail it to you on a CD. <laughs> um, yeah, this is not going to be the background, but we thought since we're here, it'd be a fun <laughs> first episode. Um, it's got good vibes, yeah. It's it got like very, in, very ba- uh, d- demonastery vibes. I was going to say it's like we're in a B&B in uh, Solana, maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's true. Yeah. So, is... s- do you think it's Sol- Solanese? I don't know. Solanian? Sol- oh, so it's yeah. Solanian. Solanian, yeah, probably. Um, Although who knows what those New Zealand people... So- Solanian. Solanian. Selenian. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, today we're also wanting to talk about uh, Dynasty. Mm, of course. Uh, Dynasty is the new set that has is about to come out. It's imminent. It's imminent. Yeah. I'm excited for Dynasty because we were around for Everfest releasing, and so we were like following the spoiler season a little bit. Like I didn't even know you could go online and like see every spoiler like on Discord or whatever. We were just watching red like dm armada talk about them yeah we didn't know about the discords for a while yeah yeah so we were like oh cool a new card um you know new card for this class new card for that class i remember people made videos that were like who gained the most from everfest but i didn't really know shit about the meta at the time and now i feel like we do so i'm more excited to see a card and like have an understanding of what it's going to mean right because you know uprising was a very fun spoiler season Mm mm-hmm and it was very flavorful and uh, lore filled because it was sort of like, okay, what is Icelander doing there? What is that going to mean? Mm-hmm. Is there going to be a fourth hero? Right. What does it mean for limited? That How is one the draftable ice hero set going to work? Right. Yeah. Turns out a little awkwardly, not their best draftable <laughs> set, but pretty solid. Very fun, I think. I think they're pretty proud of it, though. Yeah. Like, I think that I mean, James White likes it a lot. They're having people play it at Worlds and Nationals and stuff. Not to everyone. You know, Some people are annoyed they have to play draft play draft instead of just cc if you were going do you think you would be annoyed uh i would be stressed because draft is hard but i'd be <laughs> i'd be fun yeah but you've know. won a draft armory i have won a draft armory yeah mm-hmm. i've done okay at draft it's just it's tough it's uh there's a lot that can feel out of your control depending on like where you're sitting. right to me it just i don't like draft because it feels so 
high rolly. Like mm-hmm. it feels there's like so much RNG. Um, it can be a factor, yeah. Or just sometimes like where you're sitting in terms of like what people around you choose to do. Like because people can just sort of make suboptimal decisions or, you know, decisions motivated by like what heroes they like or what heroes they're interested in or just like what their first pack had in it. So you might just end up being like, well, my pack says I should be Dromai and then someone next to you also thinks he should be Dromai and then you're both just like getting stuck with bad Dromai cards. Yeah, and then you might might be like sitting next to somebody who like doesn't know how to read what you're being they're being told and mm-hmm. so you're being like, I am Icelander. <laughs> Don't pick Icelander and they're like Icelander's cool. I don't know. I'm trying to force Icelander yeah, for some I actually, reason. I just saw someone I think it was uh the lazy dog that uh the famous like Discord shit poster and um <laughs> He he cast. He was on the casting team for, for something. I think he, he was, was? Like Australian Nats. Yeah. Okay. Um. He just had the idea that uh, it should be kind of similar to Slay the Spire, where there's sort of like a base like token deck for every hero. Like there's five token cards or eight or something that are like bad, like below. Because you know in Slay the Spire you start with just like attack and block cards and like one special card for your class, uh-huh. but they're all very that like what in that game you consider them like far below rate. So in Flesh and Blood, maybe like a red zero for two or something. Um, so you could start with cards, like whatever hero you're going to play, you could have like some Phi tokens, Icelander tokens, or Dromai tokens that are bad, but are playable. And so you could have more of a chance to pivot because you'd have like five-ish playable cards already available for your deck. And then it'd be easier to like go into that hero, like pick six or seven or something. It's a fun idea. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. Yeah, now that we have video... Uh, <laughs> uh, Strange I, thing about recording a video, you have to hit the button. You have that makes to it hit do it. the button. So now you can see. We've been talking about this suit of armor. You haven't <laughs> even seen it behind us. Uh, here it is. Yeah. Uh, you were just picturing a Solanian room, I guess, and didn't couldn't see it. Right. Um, but no, I, what I was saying was that the um, dynasty was interesting. Or excuse me, uprising was interesting as a mm-hmm. spoiler season because it felt like. There was all this lore and you could sort of try to glean what was going to happen mechanically and like what cards were going to come yeah. through the lore. This is kind of much stranger um, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what's going to happen because there's uh it's for everybody. Like right. it's a, it's a supplemental set, but it does um, also seem like it's centered on Volcor and, and the Royal dynasty specifically in an interesting way. Because yes. that was the thing that James White talked about, that, like, this set will feature... It'll, like, incorporate the story more than a lot of other sets have. Yeah, and everyone's getting a spoiler card now. We are deep in spoiler season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, because uh, they said that spoiler season wasn't going to start till October 31st. Yeah, and we Halloween. cried. It was, it was terrible everyone news. Was, <laughs> everyone was very so sad long. about it. Because it's, like, a week before the set comes out. Or, what, a few weeks or something? I think it's that week, right? Or, no, it's... Because uh, it comes out it's after... 10 days, Yeah, right? yeah, it's on the 11th, which is right after Worlds. So, but we're deep in spoiler season now. Um, and I thought we'd talk about, for, for this first episode, we talk about Alrighty. the spoilers that we have already gotten. Um, so we'll pull them up here, take mm-hmm. the logo away, um, and not that. Don't do that. <laughs> Why would that happen? I didn't uh, like being in the void. Here we Ooh, go. Card. So this is the first spoiler we got, mm-hmm. uh, the, the emperor. Emperor, crotch of the night. Crotch of the night? Well, look where he put the card. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is an audio medium, That's Chris. true. Not everyone can see that. <laughs> well, uh, it's on the bottom half of the suit of armor is where the emperor is. 
you know the 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 crotchal region the crotchal yeah yeah (laughs) so so people i I feel like as i was collecting these pictures i forgot that spoiler season started basically at protolil yeah that was when you've got the emperor and And other cards too right huh were there other cards at lil or just the emperor i think just the emperor yeah um did 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 the imperial warhorn come out that um was right after right yeah who didn't leak that it was just on the website i think there was like an article about the emperor like the, his hero lore story article yes and it, it was featured right a few after. cards so so we got the emperor right and everybody mm-hmm. was sort of we've all had this conversation it feels like a long time now mm-hmm. but people are there's an argument here's my least favorite thing about flesh and blood spoiler season as someone who doesn't know anything about um trading card games mm-hmm. is that everybody a card drops immediately and then everyone's like this sucks right that's or a, it's broken that's a we, right <laughs> it's like a hundred voices yell that it's so good that it's breaking the game mm-hmm. or it's so bad that no one cares i guess i don't know what they're trying to say mm-hmm. both of those things are almost always wrong like yeah <laughs> like basically other Every than card like that dust was- blade when you saw when people saw dust blade and were like uh <laughs> what are you guys doing with this card did you, <laughs> did you mean to print this right, one? but i remember people being like burn them all broken mm. and it's like burn them all is not broken it's fine yeah burn them all is a light lightly good card to get out in dramai mm-hmm. it is not ending the game yeah you know, I guess like doing arcane damage can be pretty good. Arcane damage is good. I've yeah. died to it, but it's not anywhere near broken. And it's awful not bad. I kind of forgot people called burn them all broken. That is funny. Lots of people did. Yeah, People love their hot takes in a card game. Because People just rush to say that. And to me, I think the problem is, is that like, you might argue, oh, it's all in good fun. Sure. Like, it's just like people just saying shit online and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to stop that, but I think as a player, I think it is just indicative of a kind of lack of understanding of how game design works. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that like, if you're ever going to look at a card and it's actually going to be good, you're going to be like, that's good. Mm -hmm. I think that in flesh and blood, it's already going to be too good. Mm. right like like if it's just obviously really strong or like obviously yeah. you want to play it over whatever right. else like you if could. you look at dusk blade mm-hmm. you know that that's broken yeah like that one it, and because people were like hmm, seems good <laughs> you know i don't think anyone said immediately it'd be broken yeah i honestly I, I mean, don't know I'm how they everyone did but right yeah i don't maybe that, some maybe some people didn't get take? it yeah, um, I, I don't actually know because we weren't around then i honestly don't know how they even without testing for constructed how they printed that and didn't even cross their minds like <laughs> what will happen when someone builds a deck around adding counters to this every turn i but know they realized they made a mistake and they admit it so they it's fine. made a mistake yeah. but that's so what i'm saying is looking at the emperor only having red cards in your deck mm-hmm. is a a big deck building restriction that we've never had yeah. before and then even you, you only have reds but you still have to pay three search your deck for command and conquer and attack with it so you has anyone ever decided if that means pay the cost or no? Um, that's what people think because it's bolded. So it seems like attack as a keyword is like means uh, play it like as a layer without paying for it and then put it on the chain or something along those lines. Right. Um, it'd be pretty, I mean, considering it would cost five if you had to actually pay for it as well and this deck can only run reds, it would be a little not, not worth not it. Very doable you need like an energy potion which you can't run because you can't run blues so i don't know how you'd even like make it happen 
Right. If it, you had to pay the cost. Uh, what does Amulet of Ignition do? Oh, it makes one thing cost one less. Um, uh, yeah, but isn't that a yellow? Oh, is it? I, I think it was red. I think it might be a yellow. Um, I'm not sure. Blood of Drakai might help. That could do it, yeah. Anyway, point is, is that nobody knows what this card does. Yeah. And we don't have enough... Uh, we don't have enough new armor or we don't even have this guy's weapon. I mean, so we know to say it, that it, he's good or bad is, is ridiculous. Like you can't know if he's going to be Starvo level broken or, or Cavadine level bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we know he can run Royal cards, Draconic cards, warrior cards, and wizard cards, which is yeah. a lot of cards. <laughs> he has, there's some good ones in there. Probably the biggest card pool in the game. Yeah. So even if he just plays like Fi. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Starvo technically has more because he has all three elements and guardian and elemental or is no. Cause that's like one set. Yeah. I think you're right. Probably it's maybe like close. Cause there's not. No, I'm sorry. Wizard. Guardian is a, a multiple sets. Guardian, I guardian, I just meant like elemental guardian plus the elements. Set. Yeah. It's probably still more for the emperor. I don't know. Well, we'll see. But I, I think that was an, int- I think what's interesting about this is that like, Nobody really knows what any of this stuff is going to do, but we can mm-hmm. talk about it and speculate. Um, and then we saw Imperial Warhorn, mm-hmm. as we talked about. Um, and that one seems to be more for PvE or yeah. um, or or a UPF. Yeah, it seems like a pit fight slash PvE card that also could be useful in regular constructed because it's like if you really want to get rid of someone's aura or item or a landmark or whatever an ally like Mm -hmm. it's uh it's definitely sluggish because you have to play it and it doesn't have go again and then the action to do it doesn't have go again so you're like dropping this at the end of a turn and then the next turn maybe at the end of your turn you're doing it to destroy so I think it's cool to have some more like answers for stuff as they're adding more. I hate being in the library, man. Yeah, the library like, is. The <laughs> if library you're fighting is prism tough. and you get into the library, it's a, it's over for you. Yeah. So it, it's nice it, to have something that is like no, no. I can't no. believe the library is discard two yellows. It gets such an ask to get rid of it. Corsham just goes away if people don't, if you don't do certain things to keep I it know. around. You can just pass your turn and destroy it. Library, meanwhile. Prism is in there forever. So and then another thing I think people forgot we got is gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've, um, we've had uh, copper and silver. And so gold is what you assumed. It costs one less to destroy and, and draw a card. Um, closer to like playable than copper. I mean, copper is four to draw one card. So it's only good if your hand is all blues. Silver like cycles your hand for a blue. So possible right. function. Gold is like almost pretty good. If that you can like be up one pitch. And have drawn a card, but we don't know. We gonna, you know, what what is <laughs> what is old man Guinness? What you need to yeah. <laughs> like him? Please take this gold. <laughs> don't hurt me. Please leave me alone. <laughs> uh, uh, so he might, you know, might, maybe that might be good for him. Yeah, I mean, it is. We know already that we have the um the crown of what is it called the the new emperor crown card. Oh, did I not put that in here? Oh, no. Oh, I might have forgotten that one. Well, just imagine it. It's the one that... Uh, <laughs> it looks like a deer antlers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It makes your hero royal, and when you equip it, you create a gold token. Which oh, yeah. Which we assume that equipping something just means, like, putting it on your hero at the start of the game. I think that's what it is because of Taylor. I think Taylor, right. Taylor equips stuff. Yeah, she already has, like, the equip keyword. You that's just true. put it on. Yeah. So getting a free gold is pretty interesting because it's, like... You know, you it's probably it's not amazing to just like activate gold for its effect during the game, but you could it could be 
helpful. It's like a net positive, and it turns cash in into a free draw two cards, which is very strong in Flesh and Blood in any game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It becomes Pot of Greed all of a sudden. Pot of Greed. That's a Yu-Gi-Oh card, It's a Yu-Gi-Oh right? card. Okay. And a bit of a meme, because uh, on the show, people constantly explain how Pot of Greed works, even though all <laughs> it does is you play it and you draw two cards. You mean the show Yu-Gi-Oh? The show, the, the anime Yu-Gi-Oh. So it's like an a, a internet meme to be like, but what does Pot of Greed when do? When they play Pot of Greed, is it like a pot? Uh, it's like a little goofy pot, yeah. With a weird face. It's yeah. like has a weird like. But yeah, he like evil comes face. alive or whatever. Uh, I forget what animation he does with like the uh, the holograms. Hmm. Man, it would be cool if you could play Flesh and Blood like Yu-Gi-Oh, where you're like in a fucking <laughs> like on a pulpit. I don't know like, how that's cards. <laughs> ever possible. Like, leave it to Japan to dream up something like that. Like, <laughs> kids will play a TCG by like yeah being on a pulpit, and then there's like a huge field that animates a hologram of every card. And sure, uh, yeah. But it'd be cool to watch your heroes like duke it out. And then I think what the first, okay, no. Then we got Yoji, I think. Yoji is hard because he got, um, we saw his picture before we knew anything yeah, about Yeah, people him. were trying to data mine a little bit. They were like, who is this guy? I think people <laughs> thought maybe it was Yoji because the Emperor's story mentioned Yoji. My favorite thing is that when everybody, um, whenever something happens like this and there's like a little less information, people are always feeling like, there's going to be some sort of change and that's going to mean there's an assassin. Oh, I love yeah. <laughs> that theory. And it's like, it's disappointing that they haven't done it a little yeah. bit. Cause it's like in, 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 in uprising people were like, like secret well, Chiana maybe or secret, secret assassin, secret Chiana. Yeah, what if yeah. there's a sort of smoke assassin? What mm-hmm. if there's a, an oh, ash yeah. assassin? I forgot about the, yeah, the ash assassin could use smoke. We could use ash tokens. Yeah, that might've different... been my theory. actually. Yeah. I, it's a cool theory. I like um, it. Um, yeah, I remember what you're talking about. People had theories that like we'd reveal Yoji and then it would be sort of like we'd show him and then he'd be dead and then there'd be a different hero. Like he's not actually in the set. Either. Yeah, yeah. And it's like <laughs> he's a the, dead guy. <laughs> the assassin is in the set. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it still might happen. A lot of people have theorized that like, you know, we've we have some confirmation or like hints that there's going to be new Azalea cards in. Well, we've got we got one. We got the bow. Yeah, that's a pretty good Azalea bow. And um she is an assassin, so maybe she'll get, like, a retrain. Because James White did say earlier this year when someone asked, like, are we going to see more Starvo, like, recreations of older heroes type things. And right. he said, sooner than you think. Sooner Which, than you think. I don't know how soon he thinks I think it will be. What does retrain mean? Oh, I think that's what people call it. Just, like, a new version of the hero. Like, Bravo star of the show. So, same. What's that from? I don't know. Hmm. Internet, maybe. <laughs> Probably um, from the internet. So, Retool, so Yo- Yoji says once per turn instant, the next time another target hero would be dealt damage this turn and said that damage is dealt to Yoji and prevent one of that damage. Mm-hmm. So he is, and we got his, uh, let's scroll down. Oh yeah. Skip ahead. We got his, uh, his shield here called, mm-hmm. well, a shield, but yeah. it's a guardian shield. It's, it's a Volcor guardian shield. Yeah. It's called seasoned savior. I like that. It's seasoned. It's all seasoned. Yeah. <laughs> um, Seasoning and, uh, my cast iron shield. That says when you equip seasoned savior, put two negative uh, one counters on it, mm-hmm. battle worn, and it has three. So it blocks for one unless you can take counters off it, and it also has uh, remove of a negative one counter. We got reinforced steel. Yeah, reinforced steel. This one is interesting because, like, you know, not that I want to be the hot take person and be like, this card is bad or this card is broken <laughs> or whatever, but from what we from the cards we know exist so far, this card costs one card to play and then a card to pitch in order to to net you one block later 
and the card itself blocks for three and the card you're pitching probably blocks for three. So what's the math that makes it make sense that you want to do this? And maybe it's like a PVE situation because Yoji is the most clearly PVE hero. Yeah, I think he's they've made. supposed to be the tank of like protecting other people. Yeah. Cause his, his hero ability only can defend other heroes. He can't do anything to help himself win the game. So maybe he just wants to run this just to be like playing this to make his shield better so he can like block for everyone else or something. Yeah, I think so. Can he block for other people? I don't know. That could be that PVE could work like that. Like you can, maybe there'll be equipment that like draws enemy aggro or something. If there's aggro for different I heroes. Hope so. or, I think that would be cool. Yeah. I don't know. Or I'm sure there's going to be other stuff in the set that makes it make sense to put plus one counters back on stuff because you gain some kind of benefit or something. Right. But then this week, Dynasty spoilers really started out of nowhere. Um, out we're of suddenly no- getting out of nowhere. Yeah. We're getting uh, actual reveals mm-hmm. from content creators, uh, whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. flesh and blood people mm-hmm. on the internet. Yeah. The, the glitterati of flesh and blood. <laughs> the one percent. <laughs> your flakes. Your oh no, flake, flake had one right. Yeah, he got one. Yeah, yeah. Flake as fluke. Mm-hmm. Um, the card guys with a Z. The card guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the professor is supposedly getting one. Oh yeah, it's not coming out till later, but he has right. one. Um, who else? Who who is going to be mad that we forgot did, them? Did Kel get one? Uh, well, I he, mean, he hasn't come out yet. He has. Yeah, the some of the bigger name channels have one like scheduled for November or like October thirty first yeah, or whatever. X Flesh X Blood or whatever. X Flesh and Blood X. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he got had one. one. Yeah, Card yeah. guys got one. Uh, Tall Timmy got one. Oh yeah, Mr. Tall Paul himself. I think this is yeah. Tall Timmy himself, Tall Paul. Mm-hmm. He got Merciless Battle Axe, which is a warrior weapon. Uh, so we're we're basically diving into lore wise. We're diving into the the royal armory yeah uh and we're getting a bunch of majestic weapons with marvel treatments Mm -hmm. um marvel being the sort of thing introduced they're like alt arts that are extra beautiful Mm -hmm. um that uh were introduced last set um so that's fun i think it's a lot of fun um merciless battle axe is a once per turn action three cost attack uh, whenever it attacks, if its power is greater than twice its base power, it gains overpower, which is the new yeah. keyword. Which is cool that they made a new keyword that's not that different from dominate. Um, it's a little different. Yeah, it, it's different, but it's like a similar space of like affecting how your opponent can block. People have cool. been saying like it's strictly worse dominate, but mm-hmm. I feel like that's a little underselling it. Like yeah, it's it, it's, it's like not as slightly worse. It's not dominate. as powerful, but it's. It's a little. It's a. It's. It's still pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Like it's. It's. It's stronger than not having anything on the attack. And I'm mm-hmm. sure there's going to be stuff that will like be asking for attacks with dominate with overpower to hit, or if you do something with overpower, you gain some benefit or whatever. Mm. In the same way as like dominate stuff can be effect. Like guardians have ways of like, you know, interacting with dominate. So I could imagine you mean that like it's putting like, crush on stuff. Yeah, like maybe it's like your cards with overpower gain. I guess that you can't gain crush. I don't know what would happen. Like there could be some cards that like like pieces of armor that can like remove minus one counters if you hit with overpower sure. or something. And people have, this is the, this is another thing is that people are like, well, how do you make it? How do you make it seven? And mm-hmm. it's like, well, you don't know yet. <laughs> well, also that's like, we don't know how easy that's going to be when the set comes out. It's also the whole thing warriors do right now. Like as, as a base class is pump their weapon. That's like mostly what yeah. they have. So <laughs> it's tricky. I mean, you got to play like, um, two sharpened steel or something. Well, two, you need, yeah, two sharpened steel can do it. Like a couple things that pump. 
it's awkward because you need like pitch a blue and then do two things that power it up. But you could do it. Mm, Pummel cannot do it, right? Pummel has to hit a club weapon. Just club? I think it's club or hammer. Hammer. That's right. the other one. Yeah. So we I don't have a hammer, right? Hammer? Oh, no. Sledge. Sledge uh, is hammer. Sledge of Anvil Hunt. Aren't, they, aren't all the Guardian hammers type hammer? Like Anothos and Winter's Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stuff? What am I thinking of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, am okay. I, what am I thinking? We'll edit that out. No one will know that you forgot about <laughs> We will not hammers. edit that out. That's <laughs> we not going to happen. We have a rock now, happen. too, which we'll get to. We'll get there. Yeah. Then Flake revealed Mr. Matt DeMarco, mm-hmm. revealed Hanabi Blaster. Um, Another gun. Finally, some guns in Flesh and Blood. Yes, a big gun. Mm-hmm. Two-handed. Once per turn action, remove two steam counters from attack. And this one, I think, is the first... This is the first one where I just straight agree. Like, it's good. Oh, this it's, one is already very strong. You yeah, know, yeah. It's, it's a clearly a strong... I mean, just the way Dash... I play Dash now. Yeah. Because I, I run... Uh, when I play Dash, I run uh, Barrel Shot. Mm-hmm. Um, right, which is like a similar vibe to this, where it's just like the more you boost, the better it gets. But you still have to pay to load it. Yeah, it costs two, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's... This one's free. This yeah. one is straight up free. And then... Because if you did this, you would load Barrel Shot. Mm-hmm. And then you would... for You get plus one for every boost. I think it hits for two. That sounds right. Yeah, um, I don't remember because I haven't played Dash myself. Uh, I have to look it up. Yeah, but it, it's some, so in some you, way that it's like did, better than pistol if you're boosting constantly. If you did this, you boost three and then remove the counter, then it's still just five, mm-hmm. um, and you had to pay for it. <laughs> so it's way better. Yeah. To, well, you only get to do this twice, once every two turns. Yeah, it's every other turn, but it's like it kind of just means it's an average of two and a half damage every turn, which is like. Weapons that attack for three every turn, like Dawnblade attacks for three for one pitch every turn, but that's also like all your deck is doing is attacking with Dawnblade. So like just getting right. in two and a half pitch for no additional cost. Two and a half pitch? Two and a half damage, excuse me. <laughs> we'll let that one out too. I never said that. Uh, don't try to tell anyone that I called it pitch. Yeah, don't put it in the um, newspaper that I called it power pitch. <laughs> and it has overpower too. So it's like... It's in in some ways even better than two and a half damage every turn. Oh yeah, it's actually the power of uh, barrel shot is X, and it's X plus e- equal to one plus the number of times you've boosted this turn. So it would only be four. Mm, okay. If you did this one turn, you'd have to pay two, boost three times, and then take the counter off, and it would be for four. Sure. So this is five. And you do, it doesn't cost anything. Kind of seems better. I'm not sure. We'll see. It seems just better. So yeah. I, I, you know, it's not doesn't feel broken. You know, I'm not saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's exactly just, power creep. It's clearly nice. It's good, and it's a, it's a, feels a little better to do. I think. Yeah. But we'll have to see. Uh, he also revealed powder keg, which is uh, whenever a gun hits a mech gun hits, you may destroy powder keg and it offending equipment. Hmm. Um. And like you were saying, there's more armor hate in this, which I don't like as a mm-hmm. wizard player. <laughs> yeah, armor, They, I mean, they started it in, I guess really they started it with uh, Exposed to the Elements in Aria, which I forget how that works exactly, but it's uh, it's an oldem, it's an elemental card that is like earth and or ice fusion. And I think it's like one of them lets you take put a minus one counter on something and then another lets you destroy a piece of armor if its defense is zero or something. So mm-hmm. they have had cards that let you destroy armor, but Uprising added more. It had Liquify and... Uh, yeah. And, I, I uh, mean, I get it. Like, armor is really powerful. But I just don't think, like, so, like if you can just, like, 
just destroy. Oh, Tumultai too, right? It's Tumultai. Oh yeah, that feels really bad it's when just, Tumultai does that. Tumultai is uh, crazy. Yeah, That's I mean it's too strong. Very expensive because Tumultai is the one that costs six to play, and then it's like mm-hmm. when you attack, you uh, can. No, no, you put a minus one counter on armor and then destroy it if it's zero, right? Like, yeah. there's still limitation, but like you said, <laughs> if you're a wizard... It feels insane. If you're a wizard, your shit doesn't have any counter like, and no, defense on it. no, you take my boots. My boots? I mean, they took my boots, boots anyway. Yeah, they took the them away. The boots are gone. Yeah. And not, I'm pissed Not for CC, it. but CC is not a kind place for Kano right now. It doesn't seem like... I don't care. I'll play... I'm playing my CC Kano in you CC. Should. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. I'm going to play Kano in mm-hmm. CC if I'm playing CC. But I, my personal... my. I mean, I live in New York City, right? Like, I can't complain too much. If I wanted to play CC more, I could. But I'd have to go to a store that's a little farther away. <laughs> yeah. Um, and on a day that I'm not free. So, you know, whatever. Uh, but I play Blitz a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I wish that I could play Kano and Blitz. And I can't. It's very unfair um, what they did to our boy. But I think Dash getting some cool new cards. And hopefully maybe another mech. You know, we will get yeah. a, another mech hero. Yeah, if it's anything like Crucible, which like the set has Crucible vibes so far because there's a lot of weapons and armor being spoiled so far. Crucible also added a lot of young heroes. Right. So maybe we'll get some new young heroes for Blitz or maybe just some old heroes as well. And then we got a Runeblade head, mm-hmm. uh, which is called the Amethyst Tiara. Mm-hmm. I forget who spoiled this. I'm so sorry. Yeah, um, I don't know. It was someone on Twitter, I think. Instant destroy Amethyst Tiara. Rune chance you control have Spell Void 1. And it has one blade break, which people were saying... You could feasibly block with this and then destroy it to get the spell void. And I do not think that's how it works. Uh, yeah, I don't think. Yeah. Well, also, I'm a level one judge, mm-hmm. by the way. So you have to respect my opinion. <laughs> um, I got 100% <laughs> on my uh, rules. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, we both, we, we know the rules decently we well. We know the rules um, pretty good. So well, I'm I just don't know sure when you'd want. I think it has you, to be on the combat chain still when the damage is calculated to actually like block for you. And so you don't get a window to like block with it and then break it. Maybe if you were fighting a wizard. Yeah. I don't think you can because the damage is calculated at the end of the, in the, in the closing of the chain. Yeah. Unless I don't quite know when it checks how much defense is on the thing or whatever, but like, we know stuff like route exists where it's like they can block with something and then in the reaction step you're like okay for rep- no you don't <laughs> that goes back to your hand and you didn't block with it and then it's like the game doesn't remember that you blocked with that card it's right like, it doesn't matter it checks later so yeah i don't, so think, I don't think that's how it works uh it's just a one blade rake and you don't get to do mm-hmm. that mostly i think is probably how it's going to be used it's a weird combo um, of like it could have just been zero they're just like it can block a tiny bit or it can do this specific like anti-wizard defense mechanism or anti-runeblade if you just need to like stop a lot of runeblade i almost arcane. wonder if it has one just so that the the armor hate in this won't destroy it mm, like you could maybe. maybe like instant block it before it gets destroyed or whatever that's an, that's an interesting idea that like stuff that has zero defense is more fragile so they're making it not have that yeah that could be um can't have rune blade but this is basically a permanent uh rune blood barrier but mm-hmm. um, but for arcane damage yeah um which is interesting mm-hmm. but everyone makes fun of me when i run rune blood barrier so <laughs> i don't know if that's good like it's very situational it's like you need to have it sitting there have not blocked with it you got some rune chance around and then there's arcane damage that you care about so much you're willing to trade in your own damage to stop it so that's what i'm saying yeah like it's not if it's a kano combo turn and you need spell void at all costs or if they like give viscerai back his Mm. 
his combo? <laughs> I don't think so. I think they just banned <laughs> Skeleta in Blitz as well. No Skeleta anywhere. Uh, right. So uh, this one really remains to be seen uh, how mm-hmm. useful it'll be. Uh, then Azalea got a new bow, mm-hmm. scan sour grape, yeah, sand scour great bow. Shout out to Az getting his first spoiler. Shout out to Az. Lovely old job, lovely as you would old, say. Lovely old job is what this bow is. Yeah. Uh, and I think this bow is cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's enough, but we don't know what an aim counter is. is right. Big... Those are important. People um, are theorizing that it maybe lets you like get around armor, like you're aiming past their armor and they can only block from hand, which that'd be cool because... Azalea also can dominate arrows and uh, and yep. can pump them and uh-huh. has good on hit effects on them. So that could be cool. It's one per turn action. Look at the top. It costs one. Look at the top card of your deck. You may put an arrow from your hand or the top of your deck face up into into your arsenal. So you can load face up and mm-hmm. it has to go again. Um, so it's, it's an opt slash. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it doesn't need it to be empty. I don't know if I noticed that wrinkle. I don't think many. I think only Death Dealer wants you to have an empty arsenal to load from the bow. What do you um, mean? But you only have one arsenal slot. Well, you could have two if you have New Horizon. I know Azalea doesn't run New Horizon usually because she likes the but the skull bone. Wait a minute. But if if it's not empty, you can't put a card in there. Well, if you have a second zone. Yeah, but then it would be an empty arsenal slot. Right. Yeah. That's. What I'm just noticing that it says it doesn't say. Uh, like it's not like reload where you can only do it if you have no cards in arsenal or something. I think death oh, dealer like no cards in arsenal. Death dealer oh, you can't have any cards in your arsenal to activate it. So, All right. Yeah, that's cool. So you could use no new horizons and do this twice or whatever. Yeah. Or I not not twice, but I think you know Skullbone is probably still better. I feel like Azalea just doesn't do as much with having a second slot, but I don't know. Good, because I have two. Um yeah. <laughs> we already talked about seasoned and that. Reinforced still. Uh and then the last couple are uh Sap mm-hmm. was the one that um, Team Covenant got at mm-hmm. the. We got the, the. They got the shield. They got the cool. And then they art. also got to spoil a wizard card that is j- literally just zap. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that can still only target a hero. Weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't want to keep printing more aether darts. I guess. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Um. And making Kano's worst matchup not it, any better. It has a text called Surge. It says if this deals, which I'm assuming is this a sort of reprise type explainer, reminder text? The uh, the fact that it's bolded sort of implies that like other stuff will reference Surge without explaining what it means, I think. Right. So it says if it deals more than three damage to a hero, if they take it all, you may remove, or if you buff it and it does three, mm-hmm. you may remove an energy counter from a permanent they control. Yeah. So what is a permanent? Um, like an aura or a... Uh, I don't remember if we... Because that's the thing in magic. A, a permanent in magic just meant anything that was sitting on the board. Like so a like creature a land, or an, an item or an artifact. So I assume in... I guess it counts armor because so far only armor can have per, have energy counters in flesh and blood. So I guess it... Armor is a permanent? I have to assume so because so far the two places that energy counters exist, as far as I know, are tunic and alluvian constellas. Tunic, you're putting an energy counter, counter on it once really? a turn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was funny because I realized that and I was like, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say put an energy counter on tunic <laughs> or remove three energy counters from tunic. They just call them counters. Um right. but yeah. So those those have energy counters and I assume that must mean that they're permanent. I assume it's similar. Flesh and blood often Are resources called energy in this game? 
Uh, no, <laughs> not exactly. Like, there's energy counters. I call them pitch. Yeah, I call or it resources. People call it mana sometimes. Like people, well, sure, people but like that's Tarek not, who clearly played a lot of magic. Yeah, but that's not what I mean. I know it. I know it's not called mana. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Wow. But it could be called energy. Maybe it's energy. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah. So being able to take counters off of stuff, it's like clearly we're getting more stuff with energy counters and, and tunicate, then, I guess. And then we have Blazin Yoroi. I don't know how to say that. Blazin Yori is, what, is how I've been saying it in my head. Yori? Blazin Yori. I don't think that's correct, but it's that's... Yoro, Yoroi? Yoroi. Yoroi? That's hard to say. Uh, so this is a ninja chest. Mm-hmm. Um, someone pointed out, I think Brad pointed out, that most of the time, with the exception of Husk, mm-hmm. almost always the chest piece has something to do with energy. I never noticed that before, but he's um, right, yeah. Taclo, Foundry Heart, mm-hmm. uh, Tunic, mm-hmm. Alluvian Kinsellas. Yeah. Spellfire cloak, like yeah, literally yeah. all of them. Tectonic makes seismic surge tokens. That's of the first fist, like something. Yeah, it gives yeah. it gives you power, energy, or yeah. pitch or whatever. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't. It's yeah. just it's uh, for blocking. It's just for blocking, um, which I think is good because uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think it's an interesting like um, matchup tech because you know with with Fi you might be using furnace. Yeah. Right. And you already have like an energy machine. Mm. Oh yeah, furnace is another one that makes energy. And I'm gonna start calling it energy. I don't know why I haven't been doing that. <laughs> yeah, before. yeah. Three energy. It's way better. Yeah, it's cool. It makes it sound like a fighting game, also. Yeah, exactly. Which is the flavor of flesh and blood for sure. Um so this one is sort of like if you're fighting Oldham and you need block or something. Mm-hmm. Or actually but You can't use it against Oldham really. Um it's mainly for like a mirror situation. It or Jermai. Like. Yeah. Well the thing yeah, it's like it's interesting because if it's so the way it works is if it's offending chain, chain like four or higher it has plus four defense right mm-hmm. so if it'll block for five it's basically it's almost a husk for that almost, one yeah. that situation for free but you are not obligated to keep the combat chain open even if you're going wide you can feel free to like get to chain link three close it and then start a new combat chain on chain like one yes so it's like why mm-hmm. um but it does do you stuff almost like, have to wonder if they're going to change that rule Mm. Like yeah, you almost have to be. wonder, be like, no, the only way to close the chain is to play a non-tech action or activate an ability. Mm-hmm. That's um, possible. Yeah, you're just kind of because like... because I feel like that makes sense. Like, yeah, I know it. In a fighting game, you can just stop moving mm-hmm. for a second, and then your combo goes away. Yeah. So maybe that's what they were trying to model. I'm trying to think like, who would get mad about that, other than this card. I think it might fuck up uh, Levia because sometimes she wants to like close the combat chain so the stuff Ooh. goes to the graveyard because Levia <laughs> cares about stuff being in the graveyard. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. I've only played against Levia a handful of times, so I don't know how salty that change would make them. Well, maybe Levia will get something awesome. Hopefully. Speaking of Brute, last thing on the list here and almost <laughs> to the end of our show, we have Rock, which uh, someone pointed out on Twitter. Maybe I should look up who it is, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Um, pointed <laughs> on Twitter that it is a fun flavor win that we have a bunch of people discussing rock as they as if they are dumb. <laughs> how to how to use rock? How to use rock? How to fight with rock? <laughs> I love how the rock how it, it activate like a, rock a cute face like yeah. a, like a porg. I think of. it's supposed to. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. this is just a big rock mm-hmm. that you can hit people with as a brute. Yeah. Um, three for it. seven so it's on rate as an attack it's, it's, it's as good as wounded bull or fiendel's well, fighting it's not as good as spirit. wounded bull it's well for uh, for some reasons that we'll get into <laughs> in most cases well no because wounded bull becomes eight it comes eight yeah it's as good as regurgitating slog or whatever that one's called <laughs> it's as good as uh it's as good as fiendel's fighting spirit yeah um so i think uh 
I think rock is fun. People are liking it and enjoying the the flavor here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's three for seven, but you can only activate rock if you have no cards in your hand. Mm-hmm. Damage that would be dealt by rock can't be prevented. Meaning right. like you no can't oasis, qu- no quell. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no oasis. I mm. didn't even think about that. Yeah, I hadn't. I you hadn't have thought to straight of it. up block seven. You got to block seven. <laughs> I hadn't thought of it yet, but I think I guess the flavor is supposed to be that if you have nothing else to do, is when you like pick up a big rock and try to yeah, attack someone, like, which is it's just funny that it's like it's if you have anything else, you're like, well, surely this is a better action to take than my rock. But if you have nothing, you're just like, uh, and you have some energy, I yeah, guess. You're you got rock. three energy, and you're like, <laughs> mm, rock. Yeah, uh, rock yeah. is great. I love the flavor of rock. Mm-hmm. Um, people are confused because you cannot play it. You can't pitch a blue to play it. And mm-hmm. even if that's the last card in your hand. Nope. Cause you're activating it when you still have cards in your hand and then paying. Yeah. You, you activate it. Read the CR folks. Uh, learn the rules a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. We're going to bring dark souls, get good energy to flesh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Just printing out the comprehensive rules with like, like stapled together and like tossing it at people. If they ask handing it to people like Ron Swanson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah. no, but rock it, it, that is a little bit complicated. It's confusing because there's not uh, there's a thing going around that I think Red Zone Rogues had Joshua Scott, the rules guru, created of yeah. like all the currently existing ways to activate rock. So you can do stuff like have an energy potion and three counters on your tunic and break those. You can like pitch a blue to you can have that whatever that card amulet of ignition that makes something cost one less. Yeah, there's ability. lots of there's, there's lots of ways, ways to currently do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a little will, awkward, but doable. Brew will probably get stuff to do more stuff with mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, yeah. In, I mean, Brew has ways to discard set. random cards, so you can definitely get your hand down to basically nothing. Right. All right. So that's the end of spoiler season, and it's almost time for us to go. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for listening, to, for watching. Sorry about the video snafu. Um, Very sorry. This will not be something that happens in the future. I'll fix it, I'm sure. Um but you know it's our first run uh doing a video podcast so if you're here on youtube sorry about that Mm -hmm. but uh you know we'll 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 do better yeah (laughs) um (laughs) uh thanks for watching on youtube if you're listening on audio uh thank you as well please hit subscribe Mm -hmm. please go to youtube and subscribe to the channel um we don't have a Patreon or anything, but maybe we should make one. Yeah. I don't know what that would be like. Yeah. We'll think about it. Tell us what you want to hear from us. Tell us yeah, what you want to see. comments. You can uh, talk to us on the comments. You can talk to us on Twitter. Uh, Rate and review the show. It helps people find the show. Mm-hmm. Um, my you know. my Twitter at is uh, Blue Plunder Run. Yeah. I'm just at Banish Zone. Mm-hmm. Very easy. And uh, that's the show. Mm-hmm. I'm Bryn. I'm, I've been Chris and I will continue to be Chris. We will continue and, uh, to be Bryn and Chris. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's been a good time. We're excited to see where this show goes. Mm-hmm. Um, thank we you. had too many fab takes. We needed to get them recorded we somewhere. We really needed to get They're too important to really be wasted. I, 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 honestly, <laughs> I honestly feel like we, we're running out of time and I want to say more. But uh, mm. there's always next week. So yeah. <laughs> until next week, bye-bye. Bye, everyone.